950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, the day before Christmas Eve. It's Brett and Sam with you. Sam, how you doing in there? Not too bad over here. How's it going? Good here myself. This will actually be my last live show until next week. As like, like Matt McNeil, we have some interviews lined up during the 4 o'clock show for the rest of this week. Matt, of course, has a number of great authors. I had a chance to uh, produce some of those interviews that Matt did, some really fascinating books, so highly recommend you listen to the Matt McNeil show coming up the rest of the week with those great interviews he has. Then on my show, I also have lots of interviews lined up Tuesday, Christmas Day, then also on Thursday, as we're going to be speaking with several guests uh, talking about topics including student loan debt, also foundations that are wasting money on educational reform. We're also going to speak to a few congressional candidates as well. So that's going to be on my show at 4 o'clock during the next few days. Then on Friday, we will be live with the 4 o'clock show, but it will not be me hosting. It'll actually be Ellie Krug who will come on into the AM950 studios and fill in for me because, Sam, I have a whale of a fun day planned here at AM950. Do you want to know what it involves? What's, what's going on? IT fun, because here uh, at AM950, we run several computers that are on old operating systems, Windows 7 among them. And if you're not aware of what's happening with Windows 7, well, they're losing their Windows support coming up in the middle of January. So get to spend the day trying to figure out what we're going to do with some of these uh, old computers here at the station, if we're getting new ones or if we're going to upgrade to Windows 10. So, yeah, I'll be having a barrel of Windows fun coming up on Friday. So that's why Ellie will be in for me, but at least on your end, hopefully we'll be getting some computers that run a little bit quicker than what they currently do in the production studio. Yeah, I was going to say Merry Christmas AM 950. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always like that. Uh, a lot of times at radio stations, you sometimes end up with uh, technology that's not quite up to snuff since uh, we're not some big conglomerate that's owned by a corporation in Denver or Cincinnati or New York. It's just one guy who owns the station, Chad Larson, and, yeah, we are supported by independent advertisers. So, yeah, make sure you go out and support AM950. Again, we're not some big corporation where they can just send us, oh, a new computer on a whim. No, we actually got to go out and do that ourselves. So that'll be my Friday coming up, making sure I don't run into the Windows 7 Armageddon that could happen here at AM950 in the middle of January because I actually heard this about Windows 7 because I was one of those people who thought, well, can't you just be careful when you surf the web and know not to click on stupid links in your email and keep running Windows 7? Well, apparently I found out that's actually not going to help you very much because apparently there are some websites that actually have some backdoor kind of channels that will actually still put malware and that sort of stuff on your computer, even if you didn't go to a malicious website. They can still actually put this on legitimate websites and still get around older operating systems. So, yeah, there's a very comforting thought. So I guess uh, you probably should update to Windows 10 if you get the chance, since Windows 7 going to be obsolete coming up in the middle of January. So, yeah, go ahead and uh, give Bill Gates more of your money. Although I think Windows 10 is actually free, and I don't think Bill Gates is even involved with Windows anymore. We're at 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. So we're going to play a little game on today's show here during the 4 o'clock hour. We are going to be playing Secret Santa. You ever do Secret Santa with friends or family or work colleagues, Sam? You ever do one of those? Yeah, we've done it at work a few years. Yeah. I don't always participate, but sometimes I do. Sometimes you participate. So I'm not good at getting gifts for people I even know well. So You know what we're going to do on the show today, though? We're going to be really good at giving gifts out for Secret Santa because we're going to play Political Secret Santa, where we are going to be delving out gifts to a number of politicians at both the national and the local level. What we're basically going to do is pretend that we are the secret Santas for a number of politicians all around the country, and we're going to try to get them the best gift possible. And if you're out there listening, you're welcome to participate as well by calling 952-946-6205. You can name any politician you want and tell us what you would get them if you were there Secret Santa. These can be serious gifts or they can be snarky gifts as well. We're going to kind of mix it up, at least as I kind of run through this list. So what do you see, Sam? Should we play some political Secret Santa? 
Let's do it. Maybe I'll be better at this than Real Secret Santa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we will be. It, it's easier when you don't have to spend your own money. And, well, whoever you're giving the your gift to doesn't actually receive it, since we're just doing, obviously, pretend Secret Santa, pretend political Secret Santa. So I figure let's start off with the Democratic presidential candidates. And we're going to start with the front runner, Mr. Joe Biden. Here's what I would give Joe Biden if I were his secret Santa. My gift to Joe Biden would be making either Nevada or South Carolina the first state in the nation to vote when it comes to caucuses and primaries. Because if you look at what's happening in Iowa and New Hampshire, well, he actually has a pretty good chance of actually not winning either of those states, despite the fact that he actually is leading in several national polls. And that could give momentum to someone like a Pete Buttigieg or a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren or who knows, maybe even Amy Klobuchar and give them the perception that they actually are able to beat Joe Biden, even though he technically is leading in a lot of the polls by double digit margins, at least according according to the poll aggregators, which could hurt that perception that Joe Biden is the front runner. Where he is, if you look at Nevada or South Carolina, he's actually doing very well in those polling numbers. So that would be my gift to Mr. Joe Biden. Make Nevada or South Carolina vote first instead of South Carolina or instead of uh, Iowa or New Hampshire. So there's my gift to Joe Biden. Sam, feel free to chime in if you got a better gift for any of these guys. If not, well, we'll just move on to the next candidate. I don't think I can beat that one. You can't beat a gift for Joe Biden. All right. How about Bernie Sanders? What should we give Bernie Sanders if we were his secret Santa? You got anything off the top of your head, or do you want me to go first on this one? You go first on it. Okay. I had a couple ideas on this one, so I'm actually going to go with a more obscure choice of gift for Bernie Sanders since I'm his secret Santa. My gift to Bernie Sanders would actually be all of Joe Biden's second choice voters, because this is really odd that I've seen in polling data and Morning Consult has actually done these types of polls where they ask supporters of each candidate who their second choice would be. And this completely boggles my mind. Do you know who the second choice is of the majority of Joe Biden supporters? It's actually Bernie Sanders which is very odd to me since on the political spectrum they come from very different places with Joe Biden typically identifying more with the moderate Democrats and, of course, Bernie Sanders identifying more with progressive Democrats. But nonetheless, the top second choice for most Joe Biden supporters is actually Bernie Sanders. So that would be my gift to Bernie. Give him all those Joe Biden second choice voters and ask those people how do you actually sync that up where Biden is your first choice and Bernie Sanders is your second choice? There's a political science question right there, but that would be my gift to Bernie Sanders. You got anything for Bernie? I'd maybe give him some more media coverage. Yeah, that I think was you could do with that. That was going to be my more obvious choice. Is yeah, actually giving him fair media coverage because he actually has seen a slight uptick in the polls where he's now a very clear number 2. I had talked about how basically since May, he was basically kind of stuck between 15 or 20% on the poll aggregators. Well, he's actually been able to tick that number up where now he's actually in the low 20s, but if you watch media coverage, they're basically still treating him like a second-tier candidate, even though right now he actually is the number two choice or the number two ranked candidate in terms of polling averages, yet he's still not actually giving that coverage. Instead, they're still treating other candidates who are way below him. They're actually treating them as uh, that they're actually uh, higher in the numbers. All right, Elizabeth Warren, secret Santa gift for Elizabeth Warren. Here is my gift to her. I would give her the gift of making people not vote strategically because I would think if people didn't go into the election saying that our number one goal is to beat Donald Trump, I would think Elizabeth Warren would actually win because I think a lot of people actually like Elizabeth Warren. They like her personality. They like her policy positions. They like where she stands. But the big drawback, and I think this is why she is sagged in the polls, is that they say, well, she doesn't have a chance to beat Donald Trump. And when you look at a lot of Democratic voters, and in fact there's data showing this too, the number one priority of most Democratic voters is who can beat Trump, not who I most identify with policy position-wise. So my gift to Elizabeth Warren would be basically making everyone not vote strategically and just vote for whoever they identify the most with in terms of their actual politics and policy positions. So 
There is my gift to Elizabeth Warren. That's more of an obscure gift. I don't know how you can really wrap that up and actually give that to someone for a, a secret Santa gift. So there we go, Elizabeth Warren. All right, Pete Buttigieg, the guy who at one point, or actually at two points during the campaign, has seen a spike in his polling numbers, but now has actually gone down in recent weeks. Pete Buttigieg, I have a couple of thoughts on what I would give Pete Buttigieg. Let's go with option A. I would actually give him a team of computer hackers that could actually hide his Indeed resume, his past lobbying history, and actually somehow hide his record as mayor of South Bend. Because if he continue, or if he actually rises in the polls again, I think you're actually going to see this covered a lot more because he does have a little bit of a checkered history when you look at race relations during his past mayoral term in South Bend. Then, of course, he has some very, question, very questionable work history as well. So somehow I would give him like a team of computer hackers that could cover up all that data and maybe delete it from his work history. That would at least be uh, one of the options I would give to Pete Buttigieg. You got any ideas for a gift for uh, Mayor Pete there, Sam? Yeah, I'd give him a, a simpler last name, maybe like Butler's or Buttigieg, but there, spelled the way it more, sounds. Yeah, you have a much more tangible gift to Pete Buttigieg, yeah. I think that would help him a little bit if you could pronounce his name after reading it mm -hmm. a lot easier, right? Yeah, I would agree as well. Yeah, somehow got to change that last name. Maybe make it a Johnson or a, or a Smith or something like that. That's easy to easy to spell. But, uh, yeah, I think you have a much more tangible gift than uh, me trying to give him some sort of team of computer hackers or one of those ads you hear, like that Barracuda Internet Security System. Got to give uh, maybe Mayor Pete a subscription to that. So a couple of choices there for Mayor Pete in terms of what he would want uh, to receive as a Secret Santa gift. All right, here's a fun one we're going to have uh, some fun with here, Sam. Mike Bloomberg. What would you give Mike Bloomberg as your Secret Santa gift? I have an idea, actually. Mine would be, and I'm trying to think of the name here, Sam, what are those little memory sticks that they used in Men in Black that wipe your memory? What are those again? I don't remember what they're called, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, it's on the t Neuralizers, yes. Neuralizers. I would give him a neuralizer because he's never going to have any chance at actually succeeding in the Democratic primary because, well, he used to be a Republican and he had a very checkered history as mayor of New York City. So I would give him that little memory stick or neuralizer so he could actually use that thing and wipe people's memory from the fact that he actually used to be a Republican and that he actually used to be the mayor of New York City so he could uh, clean his record off in that aspect. That would be my gift to Mike Bloomberg. You got any ideas in there for... Uh, for the mayor Bloomberg in there, I don't know. It's a, he's a he's like a billionaire, right? Yeah, I, it's hard to want to get a gift yeah, for someone who could yeah. afford a yacht on their own. You know, like maybe I make him like a, a paper crane or something, <laughs> something that doesn't cost any money, just to be like, hey, here you go. This is a this is this is how we do it when we don't have yeah. a billion dollars. <laughs> maybe the best gift to Mike Bloomberg is actually nothing because he's already a billionaire. What else could he possibly need? Yeah, he doesn't really need any gifts. I don't think. All right, two more presidential, actually a few more presidential candidates we'll hit up before we head to our uh, first break. Again, you can play along as well, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. If you would like to be a secret Santa for a politician out there, just give us a call. Name your politician and tell us what you would get them as a gift. It can be serious or it can be a little bit snarky as well. All right, how about Andrew Yang? The only thing I could think of for Andrew Yang would be elected office experience. I feel like if he actually had experience as an elected official, whether it would be a congressperson or a senator, or heck, even someone who served in a state legislature, that would, I think, actually give him a lot more credence in his campaign. Because right now, I think people look at him, they like some of his policy positions, but they say, well, you have no actual experience in government. Now, obviously, that didn't stop Republicans from electing Donald Trump in 2016. But I think Democrats are a little more pragmatic in terms of their voting. And if Yang actually had some elected office experience, I think he would be a very, very serious challenger for the Democratic nomination. But for now, he'll probably still end up with a respectable amount of percentage points when it's all said and done, probably somewhere between 3 and 5%, which still isn't bad for someone who's entering politics with basically no experience. But I think that elected office experience would be the gift I would give to Andrew Yang. 
Let's do a couple more of these here, Sam. Uh, I struggled with this one, and you, I think, came up with the best gift idea for this person. Amy Klobuchar. I actually have nothing. I have no idea what I would get Amy Klobuchar. But you, before the show, came up with an idea for Amy. What, what was your idea? I, I feel like she's a lutefisk kind of person. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you she likes some lutefisk with how Minnesotan she is. So Yeah. So I would, I'd, get her, I'd get her some lutefisk. It makes sense. She likes to play up that she's a Minnesotan. She has Midwestern value. She's down to earth. So, yeah, that's actually a good choice because I was kind of struggling with uh, what I would get Amy Klobuchar. So I'm glad I'm not her secret Santa. I guess we can make uh, Sam Amy Klobuchar's secret Santa. Doing a few more of these before we head to break. All right, how about Tulsi Gabbard? What would you give Tulsi Gabbard if you were her secret Santa? My gift to seek to Tulsi Gabbard would actually be the DeLorean from Back to the Future. So she could go back and decide not to actually run for president during the 2020 campaign cycle because uh, she's actually hurt herself so much politically that she's actually facing a very stiff challenger in her own congressional seat in Hawaii. And, of course, her presidential campaign didn't take off at all, even though I thought coming into the cycle she was kind of my dark horse pick, being that she was one of the only people on the DNC that actually stepped down in 2016 and said, hey, Bernie Sanders was getting treated unfairly. I'm actually going to go on board with him, which I thought actually gave her for a lot of credence with progressives heading into 2020. But instead, she kind of adopted this weird moderate platform. I don't even know if I'd necessarily call it a moderate platform. Overall, it's just I'm not even sure how to describe Tulsi Gabbard's complete campaign campaign platform. And then the fact as well that she's also facing, well, now a pretty stiff challenger in her local congressional race in Hawaii. So there you go. I would give her a DeLorean so she could go back in time and decide not to run for president in 2020. Let's go to the phone lines. We got Mark in Fridley. He's got a gift for Mitch McConnell. Think, so do I. Oh, I think go it's ahead. Jerry and Fridley. Oh, Jerry and Fridley. I just, every time I see Fridley, I'm used to seeing Mark up there. Hey, Jerry, how you doing up there? Good. Yeah, I got one for Senator Moscow, Mitch uh, McConnell, the Republican Senate Majority Leader. Oh, I have a I, gift for him, too, but I want to hear yours <laughs> first. Okay, I would give Moscow Mitch a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uniform and sword so he could wear that on the Senate floor in speeches. <laughs> I would love that as well, yeah. It, it wouldn't make him appear any less serious than he already is. So No, and he looks like a turtle. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. If anyone's not aware, absolutely. Google Mitch McConnell Turtle, and yeah, you'll see some funny images. So, yeah, he looked good in that. I, I agree as well. And maybe we could uh, give him some ooze as well and maybe change the way he thinks politically, since if you're not aware of the turtles, that's how they became and morphed into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the secret of the ooze. If only we could give Mitch McConnell some ooze and change the way he thinks. Or maybe even he would turn into a Ninja Turtle if we gave him that green ooze as well. So, yeah, there's the gift to Mitch McConnell. Do you have any gift ideas for Mitch before I go with my idea? I'd, I'd probably get him some uh, a good file cabinet system for all those untouched bills that mm, he's got mm-hmm. stacking up. I'm sure those got to be getting all over the place. Maybe a nice filing cabinet since yeah. we know he's not going to do anything with them anyway. Yeah, he could come up with a nice yeah little system where he could file all those bills, categorize them, and yeah, maybe get him a nice place to store it as well because, as you said, yeah, he's certainly not going to do anything with them. So I like your idea. I had kind of a darker gift for Mitch McConnell. My gift to him, and this is actually something that would benefit Mitch McConnell, but not actually, well, make us happy as progressives. My gift to Mitch McConnell would actually be four more years of Chuck Schumer as the Democratic Senate leader. Because Chuck Schumer, always he's doing the same thing that I think Harry Reid did back when he was the Democratic leader of the Senate. He always plays completely into Mitch McConnell's hands with this very milk toast kind of style saying oh well maybe we can work together with republicans where basically he always gets outfoxed by moscow mitch as we sometimes like to call him so i think a gift to mitch mcconnell would be chuck schumer remaining the democratic senate leader because even if democrats actually were to take the majority in the senate and chuck schumer becomes the senate majority leader well you know he's probably going to make a push for something stupid like reinstating the filibuster saying Oh, can't we let bygones be bygones? It would be an absolute gift to Mitch McConnell to leave Chuck Schumer as the Democratic Senate leader 
because, yeah, he's a perfect, well, non-foil to Mitch McConnell. So that would be my gift to Moscow Mitch. We're going to continue with more of these here on our 4 o'clock show. We're at 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. Still have more politicians to go through in our little secret Santa game for the holidays. And again, you're welcome to join as well. We'll be back after this. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about the joy of live fire cooking. Cooking over a live fire is the oldest and most basic form of cooking. What's new is in the way a fire is handled and its heat is managed. It's easier to experience and enjoy the smell and taste of food cooked over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs live fire grills, fire pits, and ovens. Let us help you experience the smell, the taste, the fun of cooking with fire. Pizza was first made and is still best made in an open fire oven. The radiant and conductive heat of a live fire is unmatched for wood roasting and baking artisan breads too. Come see the many ways you can cook over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. The holidays are the perfect time to give and receive at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul. For every $100 in gift cards purchased, also valid at Burger Moe's, receive a bonus $20 gift card for yourself. Consider the Downtowner Woodfire Grill's lovely private dining room for your holiday parties and gatherings. Once you experience their cozy fireside dining, extensive wine list and bar, you'll be back for more. Located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Hello, humans. This is me, Ellie Krug, with Ellie 2.0 Radio on Monday mornings from 7 to 8 a.m. I'm an idealist working to change the world. My show, Ellie 2.0 Radio, highlights other past and present idealists and the incredible things humans can do when we work for the greater good. You remember that idea about the greater good, right? I've got a vision of a better world where everyone has a place at the table. Listen every Monday from 7 to 8 a.m. and be inspired on AM 950. Hi, this is Ryan, owner of Snap Construction. It's been great working with so many of the passionate AM950 listeners over the years. We have realized how important AM950 is to the community. I want to see AM950 continue to grow and continue to thrive into the future. To help continue to grow, Snap Construction will be putting up proceeds to assist the station in marketing on social media. Snap Construction encourages you to do your part by liking and sharing the content on AM950 social media platforms. This is Chad, owner of AM950. Ryan has always told me the best time to get work done is during the cold months of the year because demand is much lower. He is backing that up again by offering 30% off labor on windows and siding from now until the end of December. Call Snap Construction now to get 30% off labor on windows and siding. As always, Snap Construction stands by their work with a lifetime craftsmanship warranty. Trust the company AM950 Trust. Snap Construction, arguably the most well-reviewed roofing, siding, and window contractor in the metro area. Get a free estimate by calling 612-333-SNAP or find them online at snapconstruction.com. Financing options available. We're back on the 4 o'clock show. Brett and Sam with you, our only live show of the week as we have interviews and pre-recorded shows lined up Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Then Ellie Krug fills in for me coming up on Friday. But right now we're playing Political Secret Santa, where Sam and I are pretending that we are Secret Santas for a number of politicians at both the national and local level. We will get to some local politicians later on in the show, and we're figuring out what we would give each of these politicians if we were their Secret Santa. So we've got time for, I think, maybe two of these before we have to head to our news break. So what do you say, Sam? Should we just do the big one? Donald Trump. What would you give him as your Secret Santa? I'll let you think on that for a second, unless you got something that immediately comes to mind. Got anything? Does impeachment count, or is that too easy? Hmm. You think that, as in or a removal, gift, that would actually... Removal from office, how about? Yeah, yeah. That wouldn't benefit him, though. But Well, yeah. well I, it, it would benefit him in ways that he would never know. Well, you're right. It would actually probably lead to him having less stress. He could go to Mar-a-Lago whenever he wants. He can stop... As he's already he's already like made such a bad name for himself, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to say. 
let's put it this way. If he has another four years, he'll make his name even worse than it is now. So yeah, exactly. It'll yeah. save him the chance of ruining his name even more than he already has. <laughs> All right. Well, I decided to go with a gift that actually would benefit Donald Trump, even though I wouldn't exactly be happy about this. So I'm going to frame it in this way. If I were to look ahead to November of 2020, if I were in a time machine and I could only look at one aspect on the race or one little thing about the race or one statistic, it would be this, the Dow Jones. If the Dow Jones is above 30,000, I think Trump is reelected in 2020. If it's below 30,000, then I think it's a little more dicey. So my gift to Donald Trump, if I were Machiavellian and actually wanted him to win, my gift to him would be the Dow Jones at or above 30,000 points. Because People will ultimately, and I'm talking about people who generally don't pay attention to politics, they just kind of go with a gut feeling and say, well, well, I guess I feel like the economy is doing okay. They will a lot of times vote with how the economy is perceived as doing, not the reality of how the economy actually is doing, because obviously the stock market and the Dow Jones is not actually a good indicator in terms of how people are doing economically. But it's what people use a lot as their perception for how the economy is doing. And if the Dow Jones reaches 30,000 by November of 2020, well, then I'm going to say we're probably going to have four more years of Donald Trump. If it's below 30,000, then it's a little more dicey. And that's going to be a challenge for Democrats. If it does go above 30,000, how do you actually draw that distinction between a booming stock market versus the reality of the economic situation? Since a lot of folks are actually still struggling economically, especially when you're looking at things like health care bills and other aspects. But if I had to give Trump a gift, I guess it would be that, the Dow Jones at 30,000 points. All right, let's do one more fun one here, Sam, before we head to our uh, next break. Hunter Biden. Eric Nelson, the other producer here at AM950, is going to be bummed he's not here because he's a big Hunter Biden fan. But I got to think of something that I would get Hunter Biden for Christmas if I were a secret Santa. My gift to him would be a Senate subpoena because if he were actually brought before the Senate floor questioned by senators and actually had to testify, I think, if anything, he would probably actually come off as, well, looking good, because that's typically what happens when you are testifying very publicly in front of the Senate. Unless you completely bomb your testimony, you usually end up looking pretty good. I mean, even go back and look at what happened to Hillary Clinton when she had to testify before the House. I think it was back like in 2015. She actually came off as looking really strong. And Hunter Biden would probably run into that same thing and help his reputation quite a bit if he were to forced to testify during the Senate trial on impeachment. So that would be my gift to Hunter Biden. I would deliver him a subpoena to testify in the Senate. You got anything for uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's kid there, Sam? Any ideas for him? Anything snarky? Not, not really. Other than maybe, maybe a chance to uh, to hang out with Hunter Hawes. Strictly only because their names are both Hunter. That's no, right. I don't know what Hunter Hawes' opinion on it is. Yeah, right now, there you go. Yeah. Two hunters, I they'd get along, I'm sure, for a little bit, right? There you go. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of a stretch, but we'll go with it. Yeah, Hunter Biden's kind of a tough one to go with. That's the only thing I could think of was just getting him a subpoena to maybe clear his name, not necessarily clear his name, but actually put himself in a more positive light if he were to testify before the Senate. All right, we're going to take a break. i got a few more people we're going to run down. We're going to go through uh, more Republicans and also touch on some local politicians in our little Secret Santa game. Again, you're welcome to play along as well. 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. But let's get to the news from Public News Service and their 2020 talks. Welcome to 2020 Talks, where we track the 2020 election process from the studios of KHOI in the heart of Iowa. The Republican Party should be all about competition between Republican candidates during the primary, just like the Democrat Party is. And then after the primary, you know, you come together and you get behind the candidates who have won. Former Illinois Congressman Joe Walsh, one of two GOP primary challengers to President Trump, responding to some state Republican parties that have either canceled their primaries or plan to only include the president's name on the ballot. 
North Carolina's GOP was one of those. It had only submitted the president's name to the state board of elections until Walsh and former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld petitioned, saying they meet the requirements of a state law that says if a candidate is generally recognized in national or North Carolina media, they're on the ballot. On Friday, the board voted in their favor, and voters in North Carolina will see their names at the polls. Here's Walsh again. You've got myself and Bill Weld. He's a former governor. I'm a former congressman. Two credible candidates. Weld says his campaign strategy is to win over voters in crossover states, where historically voters don't always stick with the party they're registered to. But Weld says he has plenty of support within the Republican Party itself. You know, I go into the, the diners and shake 200 hands at a time in New Hampshire, and I get between 2 and 10 Trump voters out of 200 people whose hands I shake there. So there's some disconnect there between the polls with a very tight screen that are focusing on the Republican State Committee and its hangers-on and those who voted in the last five Republican primary elections. The Democrats, on the other hand, still have a fairly wide field. But on Friday, the DNC announced it's upping the debate requirements even further. Candidates will need steeper numbers in both polls and individual donors to get on the January stage. If billionaire environmental activist Tom Steyer can get two more polls above 5% and 25,000 more donors between now and January 10th, he'll be in the next debate. But the director of Monmouth University polling told the New York Times they're doing fewer polls over the holidays and other surveyors might too. If people run polls, you know, I will make it because that's where I am. And if people don't, don't run polls, then I will make it in theory, but I won't make it according to the rules of the DNC. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker recently pulled signatures from his fellow candidates in a request to the Democratic National Committee for looser qualification requirements for the next round of debates, raising questions about whether polling and donor counts are good indicators of campaign progress. People in Iowa, people in New Hampshire, people in Nevada, people in South Carolina should determine this race. Not how much, how many billionaires, how much money is being poured in. It should be the people that are determining this race. From Pacifica Network and Public News Service, I'm Lily Bolke. Thanks for listening at pacificanetwork.org and publicnewsservice.org. Did you realize that Drink in the Style is available on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much every other podcast platform out there? You can listen to past episodes of Drink in the Style or maybe download our really cool martini glass graphic or just listen to your favorite episode again and again. But if you do, I need to ask you for a quick favor. Hop online and give us a five-star rating. It helps others find the show and also boosts my fragile ego. Drink in the Style. It's a great way to kill Sundays or really anytime at all. I'm Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. Hi, it's Tom Hartman for Continental Diamond. The experts at Continental Diamond have years of industry experience and know all the latest trends. And this holiday season, they can help you find that timeless, unforgettable gift no matter your budget. Find out why the readers of Minnesota Bride Magazine have named Continental Diamond the best jeweler in the Twin Cities for the last 10 years. Continental Diamond, adjacent to the west end of St. Louis Park and at ContinentalDiamond.com. That's Continental Diamond for the perfect holiday gift. Continental Diamond and at ContinentalDiamond.com. With your AM950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight's going to be cloudy with a low around 30. Tomorrow's foggy with a high near 37. Christmas Day is cloudy with a high near 38. Thursday cloudy with a high near 37, and Friday partly sunny, steady around 28. Break away from the ordinary and find a list of one-of-a-kind local restaurants at eatlocalminnesota.com. From elegant to casual and exotic to comfort food, these restaurants offer some of the best cuisine the Twin Cities has to offer. Find the full list at eatlocalminnesota.com. Welcome back to the 4 o'clock Minnesota Progressive Repartee with Brett and Sam. We're going to do one more segment on our political secret Santa. Going to list some politicians and say what we would get for them if we were their secret Santa. So going to go rapid fire on a few of these. Stacey Abrams, if I were her secret Santa, my gift to her would be a male Democratic presidential nominee. Because I think if we have a male presidential 
nominee on behalf of the Democrats. She's, I think, pretty much guaranteed to probably be the VP on that ticket to balance things out, to obviously get a woman on the ticket, and then also help trying to get the minority vote as well. So that would be my gift to Stacey Abrams, a male Democratic nominee for president. For Julian Castro, my gift to him would be a female Democratic nominee for president because it would be the exact opposite thing as Stacey Abrams, I think, is a female nominee. You would probably want, obviously, a male as your running mate and someone who could also help, again, get out the vote with uh, a lot of minority voters. And Julian Castro, I think, would fit the bill. So those would be two I would uh, give some gifts to for Stacey Abrams, that male Democratic nominee, for Castro, the female Democratic nominee, so then he could be the VP on that ticket. All right, how about Nikki Haley? Real, what? real quick, I think Gary had one for Stacey Abrams. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Gary. Let's uh, go ahead and bring him on before we move on. Hey, Gary. I, I've said that uh, to Robert Pilot, uh, somebody like Stacey Abrams or Castro, I really don't know their bread and butter politics like mine and how liberal they are on like taxing the wealthy, minimum wage. But for vice president, uh, we got to get the minorities up to the polls. That's, I think, how we lost last time. After Obama wasn't on the ticket, a lot of minorities stayed home. But it might even be better with Castro. You know why? Because there's going to be a, a lot of angry immigrants really mad and it'll motivate them to go to the polls, the ones they don't stop from voting. And mm-hmm. people, not just immigrants, but anybody else has been scapegoated, including some of us liberals that are really angry. I just saw on the news now, just before I called you, that in Minnesota, all over the country, they're locking up non-violent, non-criminal uh, you know, people. I guess they just went across the border, the papers are expired, whatever, and they're locking them up all over. Our, our federal tax dollars going to that, and it makes me angrier than heck. All right, thanks for the call, Gary. Yeah, kind of on the same page as me. And again, I'm looking at this from a political strategic standpoint. Obviously, I know, yeah, it's not good to group people into one group and say, oh, you're a minority or you're part of the Hispanic vote or the black vote and so on and so on. Again, this is purely from a political perspective. But yeah, that would at least be my thought, kind of what what Gary was saying, is that, yeah, Abrams Castro probably will be the two top picks in terms of VP nominees, despite what their politics actually are. Because Castro sort of has a checkered history in terms of whether he's that progressive of a candidate. Abrams is a little bit stronger when it comes to her credentials as actually being a progressive. Let's move on. We got Nikki Haley. This person I find very interesting because my gift to her would actually be a Donald Trump 2020 loss. Because I think that would instantly make her the front runner for the Republicans in 2024 if Trump were to lose in 2020. Being that she's a woman that's held high elected office, being the governor of South Carolina. She also served during the Trump administration, so she has some sort of executive experience as well. And I think she would be very attractive to a lot of Republicans, even with the establishment, too, as a potential nominee in 2024, should Trump lose in 2020. So that's my gift to Nikki Haley, is Trump losing in 2020. All right, let's get back to more of a snarky one here, Sam. How about Lindsey Graham? What would you give him if you were his secret Santa? The best thing I could think of for Lindsey Graham would be ransom money, because clearly, Someone has something on Lindsey Graham because it's insane to go back and listen to Lindsey Graham, especially in 2015, and listen to his comments about Donald Trump because he was completely against him. He called him like the worst person in the world. In fact, at one point, Trump actually gave out, this is still hilarious, when Trump actually gave out Lindsey Graham's cell phone number at a a campaign rally, and now all of a sudden he's completely on board with him, so... Yeah, someone's got something on Lindsey Graham, so I think a little ransom money might help him out to maybe try to get unshackled from the Trumpster. Would you agree with that ransom money for Lindsey Graham or something to get him out from whatever is holding him back? Yeah, he'd appreciate that, I'm sure. I was going to say I would get him the the tapes you're referring to, that and his tapes about when he talked about impeachment the last time, and Mm -hmm. just to maybe refresh his memory about what his stance is Mm -hmm. on those things. Or I was going to say, yeah, get those tapes so then he can burn them. So, yeah, people will have no idea that it ever happened, although that doesn't quite work in the age of YouTube and such. How about a few local people? Let's go with Jason Lewis, of course, 
Senate candidate for Minnesota in 2020, which I, by the way, forgot of until I actually saw the news this morning. I actually forgot he was running for Senate, and that leads to my secret Santa gift for Jason Lewis. Any sort of media coverage, because I don't know about you, Sam, but there's really been no buzz around the Jason Lewis Senate campaign. The RNC certainly isn't supporting him very much. He's not getting a lot of support from the Republican Senatorial Committee. He's kind of out there on his own as, I would almost say, kind of a sacrificial lamb because I see no path to him actually winning a general election. So any sort of media coverage to remind people that, yes, he actually is running for Senate would be my gift to Jason Lewis. Not that I think anyone should give a gift to Jason Lewis because, well, yeah, he's a pretty terrible person. All right. I, I, I was going to get him one of those uh, those toy kids microphones that are like made out of plastic and have mm-hmm. the spring in them. When you're talking to them, it sounds like you're like echoing or whatever. You know what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about? <laughs> get him one of those just because this, this campaign will probably just be so terrible for him that he, mm-hmm. it can remind him of his days being a radio host when they were, things were probably a little easier. A little easier, yeah. Had a stable income, didn't have people criticizing you all the time, and you had a call screener that could, well, screen out people that disagreed with them. So, yeah, that, would, that wouldn't that would be a bad gift to Jason Lewis I either. think that'd be a, a helpful little mm-hmm. oasis for him when he's feeling the troubles of running a losing campaign. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Sam, you might want to think about this one for a second, but how about Nancy Pelosi? What would you give Nancy Pelosi if you were her secret Santa in 2020? Or maybe you actually already have a secret Santa gift for Nancy Pelosi here this year, not in 2000. Well, I guess it could be for a 2020 gift as well, but I kind of thought about this. Here would be my gift to Nancy Pelosi, and I'm thinking about this again from a political strategy perspective. My gift to Nancy Pelosi, and this would be something that would only benefit her, nobody else, at least in the Democratic Party, would be a Donald Trump 2020 victory. And it's actually for this reason. If Trump were reelected in 2020, there's still a good chance that the House of Representatives is still going to remain in Democratic hands simply because... Houses of Congress very rarely actually switch control during presidential elections. And then you also combine it with the fact that 31 Republicans have already retired and are not seeking re-election in 2020, which kind of hurts their chances in terms of re-seeking the majority. But then you would also look ahead and have 2022. That would be a very unfriendly year to Donald Trump if he were re-elected, simply because in the sixth year of an administration, the president usually always gets smoked with his party during midterm elections. 2024, we would probably be due for a Democratic president, which also means the House would stay in Democratic hands. So a Donald Trump victory in 2020 would probably guarantee that Nancy Pelosi would remain Speaker of the House until at least, by my math, 2026, where areas a Democratic win in 2020 would probably put the Democrats' majority in the House in jeopardy in 2022, since, again, the President's party usually gets smoked in midterm elections. So my gift to Nancy Pelosi that would pretty much only benefit her and no other Democrats would be getting her a Trump victory in 2020, my very uh, yeah, very uh, self-serving gift, at least on the part of Nancy Pelosi, if I were to have to give her a gift for this Christmas, if I were her secret Santa. All right, let's see. I think uh, Randy and St. Cloud might have some ideas for a few politicians if he were having to give them Christmas gifts. Hey, Randy, what do you have on your mind? Well, I do have a, a series of ideas. Oh, let's hear I, them. I won't bore you with all of them, but, well, first I would give um, uh, our turtle man, um, I would give him... Like, I would personally like a free bottle in front of me, but I would give him a free front, frontal lobotomy. <laughs> um, yeah, that, there you go. And, There's one. Yeah, what else do you got? <laughs> and then uh, to Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, I think what they both really, really need is a giant bowl of Rocky Mountain oysters. <laughs> couple ideas there. I, I like them. You got any other ones for us, Randy? Well, I, I better, I better, I haven't thought long enough to clean up my other ideas. Okay, all so. right, all right. 
We'll leave them there. Uh, little snarky ideas there from Randy and St. Cloud. Thanks for uh, playing along here in our Secret Santa game. We're at 952-946-6205. 952-946-6205. I forgot to even ask you, Sam. Did you have any ideas for Nancy Pelosi? I couldn't really think of it other than maybe a fair trial in the Senate for yeah. her impeachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, going a little serious on that one. All right, there you go. Yeah, fair trial in the Senate for Nancy Pelosi. Let's do one more before we uh, actually do a couple more before we head to our break. This one I find kind of interesting. John Roberts, of course, the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. My gift to him would actually be the continued good health of Ruth Bader Ginsburg for a couple of reasons. Technically, right, how conservatives already do have a majority on the Supreme Court. They can pretty much do whatever they want if they choose. But John Roberts is a very smart guy. He doesn't want to jeopardize the integrity of the Supreme Court, which is why occasionally you will actually see him side with the more liberal justices. But if Ruth Bader Ginsburg were to unfortunately have to step down, either by choice or unfortunately by death, that would mean we would have another conservative on the Supreme Court And that would make the so-called swing vote by John Roberts irrelevant. Republicans would then have a 6-3 majority, and they could go even 5-4, even if John Roberts were to side with the liberals on the court. And that would actually damage the reputation of the Supreme Court even more than it already is. So if I'm John Roberts and sitting there and thinking about this, I would actually be hoping that you have continued good health for RBG just to continue the integrity of the Supreme Court. So that would be... My gift to the Chief Justice of the United States, John Roberts. We're at 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Let's see, who else do I have on the list that we can go with? Um, For, for Roberts, I, I had a, a good idea with— Oh, John uh, Roberts, yeah, let's hear it. He, he, I'd get him a nice, uh, nice crisp new judge's robe with, like, some gold border on it. Because I don't mm-hmm. know if you know about this, but I heard that uh, the last presidential impeachment with Clinton— the chief justice that preceded, presided over that trial. Oh, yeah, Rehnquist, he, right. Yeah, he had like three gold stripes or something on his judge, just hmm. to be a little extra fancy. So maybe I'd I'd get Chief Justice Roberts a nice fancy robe of his own for the, well, for and, the impeachment trial. Yeah, and who knows how often they replace those things or how often they even wash those. I'd love to actually have it where like these justices don't ever wash their robes and they're actually smelly when they're uh, walking into the courts. Yeah, I just find that uh, pretty funny if that actually was the case. And a caller called. They didn't want to go on the air, but they said that their their present for Trump would be a nice vial of truth serum. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine what you would actually get out of that, yeah, with a vial of truth serum. I actually thought of another uh, gift idea, and this actually has to do with one of our advertisers here at AM950. Uh, a while back, uh, Connie and Michelle of the Awakened Living Infusion Clinic uh, did this little segment with me where they talked about how they could basically kind of read the personality of the presidential candidates by just looking at their face. They could figure out what type of personality they actually had. It was through face reading, and I would actually like Donald Trump to have a face reading session and also some intrapersonal coaching with Connie and Michelle because I was talking with them and uh, yeah, Michelle was saying, oh yeah, there's a lot she could probably uncover from Donald Trump if she uh, got to sit down with him for an hour and really dive deep into that mind. There's probably some really dark stuff you could uncover. Wouldn't you agree? That'd be fun to actually have Trump see a shrink. Once you get past the layer of McDonald's burgers and everything. Yeah, yeah, that, that of course, would obviously be a problem as well. Yeah, once you get past the, uh, the McRibs or whatever else he eats and the chocolate shakes, yeah, you might be able to find something there. One more segment coming up uh, on our Minnesota Progressive Repartee, and I have one more set of people we're going to go through on our Secret Santas before we wrap up the show. So stay tuned. We'll wrap things up next. I'm Dr. Thomas Adams, President and CEO of Better Futures Minnesota. We're a social enterprise dedicated to rebuilding lives through housing, workforce development, health and family engagement, and coaching supports that give men the skills and relationships they need to succeed. Better Futures Minnesota engages men who had a history of incarceration, homelessness, poverty, untreated mental and physical health challenges to help them achieve self-sufficiency and a better future for themselves and their communities. Visit us at BetterFuturesMinnesota.com to learn how you can support our enterprise. 
Burger Moe's makes holiday gifting easy and rewarding. For every $100 in gift cards purchased, valid at both Burger Moe's and the Downtown or Woodfire Grill, receive a bonus $20 gift card for yourself. Burger Moe's offers 20 fresh, never frozen burger varieties, as well as delicious appetizers, soups, salads, and unburgers, dogs, paninis, shakes, and desserts, and two daily happy hours. Located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul, with plenty of free parking and online at burgermoes.com. This is Chad, owner of AM950. Our station has worked with Barbara from WYSIWYG Web Design for years on everything from logo to print design and especially for developing our website. She does great work and is great to work with, listening to what our goals and design ideas were while offering new, innovative ideas to create the website we are proud of today. Barbara made sure she understood our station, our goals, and our mission before she started working on our site and made suggestions to help control the cost. Plus, she's friendly, which set us at ease. I recommend Barbara at WYSIWYG Web Design because I know she will deliver an attractive, professional website within the budget you have. She is a local independent business that specializes in helping other local businesses achieve their website and design goals. She can work with nearly any budget and create anything from simple sites to robust custom functionality. To find out more about the company AM950 Trust, go to WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Spelled out just like it sounds, WYSIWYGWebDesign.com. Back for the final segment of the 4 o'clock show. Just a little over a minute left, so I'm going to run through two more Secret Santa gift ideas. This first one is for not a specific person, but a group of people. My Secret Santa gifts to moderate and corporate Democrats would be this, and it's kind of a dark one. My gift to moderate and corporate Democrats, an Elizabeth Warren general election loss, because that would give them an excuse to say, well, look at you, Democrats. You nominated a progressive candidate in 2020, and they lost. Therefore, in the future, you need to nominate moderate Democrats. That's what I'm afraid would happen if you actually have an Elizabeth Warren or even a Bernie Sanders general election loss. So in a way, that could actually serve as a gift to more corporate-type Democrats. All right, final one of the show here, Sam. Uh, have to think on your feet on this one. I think the gift should be pretty obvious. What would you give Mike Pence if you were a secret Santa? Got to be obvious. A Trump lot, or actually Trump being removed from the Senate. Because obviously, he becomes the president if the Senate were to convict him. So that's got to be the gift to Mike Pence, doesn't it? Yeah, that, or I was thinking maybe a bottle of that, that syrup, what is it, the Aunt Jemima's or something? Wasn't there a joke with him about that? About Ooh, not how, that I know of. The, it's, it's, it's probably like a, a good one. It's like one. a figure of a lady, and he said how he wouldn't sit next oh. to any lady without his wife. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to troll a little bit. Yeah, get him a bottle of uh, yeah, Aunt Jemima syrup. There you go. I love it. All right. Uh, stay tuned. we got pre-recorded shows the rest of the week. Some great interviews. Then Ellie Krug fills in for me on Friday. Happy holidays, everyone. Dirt in your mouth.